This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're going to talk about if you're sick of all the negative news out there, how you can still continue to make strong investment decisions, how you can still continue to make wise, educated decisions despite all of the crazy news and chatter that's out there. Now, I don't know about you all listening out there, but every time I look at the news on television, every time I open up an app or I see something on digital you know, social media, I'm pretty sure that it's negative. (laughs) Like, you don't usually see too many feel-good stories. In fact, I think you have to seek them out. And I know that all the negative news really, for the most part, just makes people want to take their head and stick it in the sand and not pay attention and just try to quiet the negative chatter. And, And it can certainly wreak havoc on your willingness to stay invested or to make strong investment decisions because there's so much negativity out there pulling on you. So what I'm going to talk about today is some important things to understand because the reality is this. There's always a reason not to invest. There is always a headline that that is going to be something that you could point at and say, well, I don't want to invest because of this going on. But the reality is that despite negative news, we have seen growth of money over time happen time and time and time again. Now, of course, History is just that, it's history. It's not something that we can use to accurately predict what's going to happen in the future. But pretty much every time something new happens and it rocks the markets, people are out there saying, well, this has never happened before. This is something new. The market can't possibly withstand this. There's no way we can get past that. And yet time and time and time again, despite new crises happening, we see markets recover and we see them rebound. So let's take a look at a couple of things that have happened with negative news in the past. And then I'm going to share with you a little bit about what's happened with the growth of money since then, because I think these numbers are fascinating. Now, this data came from a um, informational release from the Hartford Funds. And here's one of the things that they said uh, that I thought was kind of interesting. So here's reasons not to invest that happened during the 1970s. (laughs) So this was in the year 1970. The U.S. invaded Cambodia. The Vietnam War protests escalated. And the U.S. went into a recession. So in 1970, the stock returns, and this would have been um, the stock returns of the S&P 500 index in 1970, were only up 3.9%. So not a horrible year in the market and very, very low amount of gain. Most investors, I guess they're okay when they get gain, but 3.9% wouldn't have been anything to jump up and down about. However, if you're paying attention to those headlines at that time, you probably would have said, oh, this isn't a good time to invest money. But if you would have put $10,000 in to the market at the beginning of 1970 and held it in there through 2019, your $10,000 would have grown to be worth $1,530,989. 
So despite the negative news that year, and despite all the negative things that have happened in the news since 1970, which, good Lord, there's been quite a few of them, and despite investing while we were in a recession, the time in the market created a massive growth in that time period. All right, so let's look at another time period. Let's look at 1980. In 1980, inflation was running rampant. We had 13 and a half percent inflation in 1980. Now, why this is important is because that meant the cost to do anything was rising like crazy. Like what it cost to buy something in 1980 versus 1979 was 13 and a half percent higher. Like that's a giant jump. If I look at what's happened with inflation in the last decade, it's by and large been mostly under 2% a year. So when I say inflation is running rampant in 1980 at 13.5%, by God, that's a big old number. We also had the Iranian hostage crisis hit us in 1980, and we had Cold War tensions all around us. You know, I, I watched that movie, or I'm not sorry, sorry, not the movie, but the Netflix series about the Russian spies. I believe it was called The Americans. And I had no idea that this is the kind of stuff that was happening back then because I wasn't an adult in 1980. I was still growing up. And so it was fascinating to see some of the things that were happening as part of the Cold War. Um, So The stock returns in 1980, even with those negative news stories going on, if you would have invested $10,000 in 1980 at the beginning, at the end of 2019, it would have been worth $867,369. I'll take that return (laughs) any day of the the week. Okay, 1990, so we just keep going a decade forward. In 1990, the bad negative news headings of why people would not likely have been ready to invest their money. Oh, I don't want to put money in because we had our first Iraq war. And guess what? The U.S. was in a recession again at that time. By gosh, here's another recession, investing during a recession. And we have lingering Cold War tensions. That was not over yet. The stock returns in 1990, the S&P ended up down 3.1% in 1990, but if you would have invested $10,000 at the end at the beginning of 1990 and held it until 2019, you would now have $172,731. So again, big growth happening there. All right. In the year 2000, fast forward one more decade. Negative news headlines all around us. We have in 2000, the dot-com bubble burst, a big down market happening. We had the energy prices spike. And this is when we had the Bush versus Gore election and recount. So political havoc at the time never had been seen before. And yet... If you would have invested $10,000 then, you'd have $32,421 at the end of 2019. That money still would have tripled during that 20-year period. Okay, 2010. Negative news. Many people choosing not to invest because they were still having lingering fears from the Great Recession which happened in 2007, 8, 9, the Great Recession. Many people are still scarred by that. In fact, that is probably the biggest thing that I hear people say when they come in and talk to us about investing is they say, I don't want to go through a 2008 again. And believe me, I get it. That was a very scarring time. It was scary for investors. 
in 2010, the unemployment rate was 9.6%. Now, I think we'd all love to see it be only 9.6% as we're talking about this now, but hopefully that jobless claims report continues to write itself as we move through this pandemic. And we also had a lot of uncertainty in 2010 about healthcare reform. If you would have invested $10,000 at the beginning of 2010 and held it to the end of 2019, that would have been worth $35,666. So despite all of the negative news that's happened in the last decade, money still would have done more than triple during that time period. Okay, that brings us to 2020. What are the reasons people are saying it's not a good idea to invest right now? Number one, coronavirus outbreak. Well, duh. I mean, that's kind of an obvious one. People are very uncertain about investing, very leery about investing because they don't know what's going to happen after the coronavirus is behind us. We also have election year uncertainty happening this year. And I think that it seems like the election and the political climate that's going on now has never been so volatile before. The dissent, the divide in the country is just at a peak. And we have tensions in the Middle East. We definitely have that still happening going on right now. So we don't know if you put $10,000 in this year what it's going to end up being a decade from now, five years from now, or even a year from now. But what I do want you to understand is that negative news headlines happen all of the time. They've happened since the beginning of the news. They've happened all along the time history of being able to invest in the stock market. And so what I want you to hear me saying is this. There's always going to be a headline that makes you nervous. There's always going to become type of negative news that is going to make you as an investor feel wary. And oftentimes it's going to drive you to make an emotional decision where it's not about staying the course and it's about making a fear-based emotional reaction to the market. And I want to encourage you as you're listening to this to not let the news drive your decisions. Your decisions about your investments should be driven surrounding your level of risk you're comfortable taking and the time frame until you are going to be utilizing that money. Those are the main things, not the news headlines. So don't let them panic you as you're making good investment decisions. Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named three years in a row to the 2020 Forbes list for Best in State Wealth Advisors and Top Women Wealth Advisors. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about if you're sick of the news headlines, how do you stay the course as, a, as an investor? How do you continue to make wise investment decisions? despite the negative news headlines. So we just went through decade by decade since 1970, a lot of the negative news headlines that were in play then, and how there's still, despite that negative news, was growth in the market. Now, let's take a little bit of a look at what to understand when it comes to recessions. Because we are in a recession right now. The economic data shows that the United States is officially in a recession. And 
here's what I, I want you to know about this. A recession is not the same as a bear market. They are two very different things. The economy itself is not the stock market. So the stock market really is based on expectations of where the economy is going to go in the future. Anywhere from four to six to 12 months. That's what the stock market pricing is usually reflective of. By contrast, the economic recessions or expansions are not identified until after they have begun. So the stock market is a forward look and the recession indicators are backwards look as a result of data that has been collected. Okay. Now, a recession itself is an extended period of declining economic output, meaning we're not producing as much, declining wages, pay cuts are happening, furloughs are happening, things like that, Employment numbers are not looking so good. We have rising unemployment, which we've certainly had during this pandemic. And we see industrial production and retail sales go down. So a recession means that all of these things are happening. These indicators have been reported upon and we've slipped into what are called recessionary territory areas in these different indicators. Okay, so it's a decline. Now, the opposite of a recession is an expansion. And so the market cycle just goes in a circle, right? This is how it works. We have a recession happen, and then we start to kind of curb upwards in the circle. And at the top of the circle is an expansion time period. And then we start to come down on this, the come down on the other side of the circle, back down to the recession at the bottom. This is the economic cycle that happens. And what the thing that I want you to hear me say is recessions and expansions, these are a normal part of the economic cycle. In fact, we have had 12 recessions since 1945. So a recession is not something to be scared of. A recession is something to plan on. We have to plan on this happening because this is the norm. This is what happens in market cycles and economies. In fact, typically they occur about five years apart on average. The interesting thing, though, is that we've been in this extended expansion market for a very long time. We haven't had a recessionary time period until since the last Great Recession, which was in the 2007-08-09 time period. So it's been more than a decade since we had a recession, and now we are officially in one. So it didn't take us five years to get there. It took us 10 years to get there this time. Here's the thing that I think is incredibly interesting about recessions. The recessions bounce back differently depending on how bad the recession was. So there's a there's a saying in the financial industry that says bad begets good. So what that means is the worse a recession, the stronger the expansion that followed it. And that is data that's coming from the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. So there's not necessarily a connection between the length of an economic expansion and the severity of the recession that follows it, what there is a connection between is the worse a recession is, the stronger the expansion that followed that. And I think we can even look at that from the 2008 timeline. That was called the Great Recession. 
That one lasted a while and it was very deep. It was felt by all. And then we had over 10 years of expansion as a result of the recovery from that. So I think that that has played out to be true even in more recent times. Okay, another thing to be keeping in mind when it comes to recessionary talks is this. We tend to grow more than we contract. So on average, on average, U.S. recessions have lasted about 11 months. So first of all, isn't that good to know? Typically, on average, recessions have lasted less than a year. You know what? That means you all can survive this. We can get past this. And there is hope because the average recession only lasts 11 months. The Great Recession, 2007 through 2009, that followed the global financial crisis was actually the longest period of contraction since the Great Depression. That's why it was called the Great Recession. That one actually lasted 18 months. But like I said earlier, it was scarring for people because it was deep and it hurt and it lasted 18 months. It felt like it was gonna last forever. And that's what really does happen in down markets. They feel like they last forever. They don't feel like they only last for 11 months. (laughs) They feel like they last forever. So when you're thinking about how long might this last, we don't know how long this one's gonna last. We certainly know what drove it. And we certainly all are aware of different things that are happening out there to either bring us out of recession or maybe even drive us deeper back into it, depending on which viewpoint you're taking. But they don't last forever. So hear that. Walk away from listening to that with some hope. Okay. Another thing that I want you to hear about recessions is this, that inside of a recession, not all stocks are created equal. So not all of your portfolio is going to have exactly the same ramifications or impact of this recession. The recessions impact different sectors of the economy and the stock market differently. The stocks of some of the industries out there are considered to be cyclical, and they are more impacted by the state of the economy. So think about discretionary purchases when you think about cyclical things. Think about travel or a new car. Obviously, travel has been massively affected as an industry during this global pandemic. But other things are necessities regardless of the economic cycle. So think about things like utilities. People need to utilize utilities no matter what's happening in the markets or no matter what's happening in a recession. So there are cyclical versus non-cyclical. And the thing about that is that all of these are really just driven off of consumer purchasing and consumer habits. So what we spend money on dictates which ones of these things are impacted most heavily by a down market or a recession. So you are kind of voting with your dollars every time you spend them as to what segments of our economy are going to be hardest hit or what are going to make it through it in a, in a good way. So when you are looking at your portfolio, diversity is key because you don't want everything invested in a certain segment of the market. You don't want to be over invested in any one sector, let's say the 
travel sector (laughs) or something like that, you want to be diversified because not all sectors are going to respond to any type of economic downturn or expansion. The upturns, they don't all respond in the exact same way. Another thing that can happen is that some stocks can grow when the economy contracts. So you have to keep that in mind, that the economy can be in a recession, we can be contracting, we can have terrible numbers come out with jobless claims and terrible numbers come out with the GDP of our country and growth numbers and things like that. And you can still see stocks moving forward because that is what people are spending money on. So you have to keep that in mind, that diversity is key for your portfolio when you're making investment decisions. Okay, so we spent some time talking about the negative news. We spent some time talking about how portfolios historically have grown despite negative news. We talked about how to filter some of that out, and we've talked about what to understand is happening in a recession and how that recession actually connects to the stock market. So I hope this has been valuable information. And of course, if you are looking for someone to help guide you through your investment journey, or if you want someone to review your portfolio and have you uh, give you some, some advice or some thoughts about the diversity within it, the holdings within it, and if you are positioned well, to continue to write out the rest of what happens, whatever it comes during the rest of this pandemic, don't hesitate to reach out and talk to one of our advisors. We have offices in Kansas City. We have an office in Storm Lake, Iowa. We have offices in Dakota Dune, South Dakota, right outside of Sioux City. We have advisors here available to help you, guide you through your decisions so that you are making investment decisions that are the best possible ones for your own personal unique situation. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555. Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list includes 10 recipients per state. The award is based on qualitative and quantitative data rating thousands of wealth advisors with a minimum of seven years of experience and weighing factors like revenue trends, assets under management, compliance records, industry experience, and best practices. The word is not based on portfolio performance or client reviews. There is no fee in exchange for rankings. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.